Good morning. Today's daf in Gittin Samech Beis. We are going to be uh, beginning this morning on Samech Alf Amid Beis. We're going to start towards the top of the Amud. Uh, the Gemara is going to continue, obviously, its discussion from yesterday. Uh, yesterday we were introduced to Darche Shalom. So um, we weren't introduced to it yesterday. The truth of the matter is, uh, already on Daf Samech we were introduced to it. Uh, but it is a, uh, a cousin of Tikkun Olam. Tikkun Olam. Various takanas that were made by the Chachamim in order to protect various parties. Uh, the Darche uh, Shalom is various takanas that were made by the by, by Chazal in order to increase the peace. Uh, we uh, want there to be more Shalom amongst Klal Yisrael, and not just be uh, not not just amongst Klal Yisrael, but between Klal Yisrael and the Goyim. So that want, we want there to be more peace. So the Chachamim enacted, and it's not going to uh, it's not going to remove fighting altogether, but it'll mitigate. It'll reduce the amount of fighting that occurs. So, uh, and yesterday on Samech Aleph, so the Mishnah uh, brought us to the discussion of what about those who are observant, those who are not observant. Okay, not a new phenomenon as I pointed out yesterday. Uh, those that are observant, those that are not observant, existed uh, Bizman, the Gemara, Bizman, the Mishnah. I'm going to guess it existed even before the Zman of the Mishnah. Right, the, the, in this in this regard, everyone's got bechir chavshitz, and everyone can make their decisions in terms of how observant they're going to be. Okay, so obviously there's tension that's going to be created. You have a group of people that are observant. You have a group of people that are not observant. And so how do how do how do we coexist? Uh, the answer is we coexist, but <laughs> that's that's not the question. How do we co- coexist with less fighting? Okay, so that's tricky. And and the Mishnah points out that uh, certain. Uh, certain takanas that were made so that uh, so that you can have the chav and the, uh, you can have the amaritz and they not only can live next to one another but they can even interact with one another. Now, admittedly, this is going to be tricky <clears throat> because there is issues of truma tahara. Truma, I'm sorry, there's issues of truma samaisers. There are issues of tuma tahara. So there are very basic issues where I come over to the uh, I go over to the amaritz's house. Alternatively, they come over to my house, and now we're going to have problems. I'm not, it's funny, by the way, I'm not even talking about kashras, which obviously also is a consideration. But from the Mishnah's perspective, however, we're living in Eretz Yisrael, and uh, so we got, we got truma, we got truma issues, and we have truma and meisters issues, and we have tumatahara issues. So when we go to each other's houses, I'm careful about these two in Yanim. They are not careful about these two in Yanim. So what do we do? So, uh, and let's, let's just add to that list, by the way, of things that we have to worry about. Shemitah. Right, we're in the shemitah year, and they're not, and they're not observant. So that means that they're shomer perosav, and they're not, and, and and they don't observe biur, right? Biur shemitah, which again, for most of the people living in Chosar, you don't even know what <laughs> you don't even know what we're talking about. But in other words, but you're in Eretz Yisrael, and it's during the shemitah year, and these are very basic halachas, shmir saperos, and 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 biur. And if you don't observe those halachas, so then the peros. Let's. I'm going to say it simply, even though it is an oversimplification. But in other words, the parents now then become usser. So again, how do you interact? How does the observant people go to people who are non-observant and how do they interact? So it's not a simple answer to the question, meaning it's, right, uh, we're going to, today's daf, which we're going to go through uh, too quickly, but in today's daf, we're at least touching the issue where we're just going to uh, give a, a, a really rough sketch of how this is going to look. But as you can imagine, however, it's not easy. But the Mishnah says, but you know what? There needs to be some interaction. Right, can't be that there's going to be zero interaction between the two. Meaning, right? They, 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 they we're, bo- we're both here. There's got to be some interaction, and it's just a question now of balancing the little interaction that we should be having with them at the same time, preserving, uh, making sure, maintaining that our paros are still going to be uh, mufrash and therefore masukan, and on top of that, they're also going to remain in a state of tara. So, how does all that work? So, we saw the mission yesterday. So the Mishnah says, I'm just going back to yesterday's Mishnah, just reviewing the Mishnah. You don't have to, you don't have to turn back the page. So she, she wants you to, she wants to borrow your, your, your cooking equipment, lend it to her. No problem whatsoever. That's fine. And um, I, I think we said this yesterday, but just in case we didn't. So why? In other words, isn't she going to be using it for her parish shvias, which are, which she's not, which are aser? She wasn't shown, she was shown with the Peros. And on top of that, she, she doesn't, she doesn't honor beer, beer, uh, beer Peros So how could you lend her the cooking equipment? It's very simple. Uh, I don't want to say very simple, but it's pretty simple. And that is, is that she doesn't have to be using it for us or for us or Peros. She could be using it for, you know, for Mutter Peros. Aval, 
Uh, but the Mishnah says, but well, here's what you can't do. What you can't do is you can't work with her. In other words, she comes, she asks you to come over to help her with Breira and to help her with Tchina. And that's actually working the Perushvias, which for her, because she wasn't observant, therefore they're Asr. So for that, you can't go over and you can't, and you can't physically help her with her, uh, be, be, be preparing the food. That's the first part of the Mishnah. And that's in response to Perushvias. Then the Mishnah goes on. Uh, but uh, the mission then goes on to say, but when it comes to now going over, and this is no longer a Shemitah discussion. This is now going to be a Tumatahara discussion. Ame Haaretz are not careful about Tumatahara. Now, so you can't, you, you can't lend and you can't help, right? Because now when it comes to Tumatahara, so now there's going to be obviously an issue of Tumatahara. Now before the, before the produce becomes wet, so Tumatahara is not a consideration, therefore it's fine. But after it becomes wet, now it's Mukshul Akabal now there's a Tumatahara consideration, so you can't go and you can't help. It's not even your food, it's their food. But, but, but now that you are going to be aiding and facilitating them eating food in a state of Tama, so you're Misayaya. And the Mishnah says that you can't do. Good. So that's what we learned in the Mishnah yesterday. The Gemara's first question, which we dealt with yesterday, is Mishnah Resha, Mishnah Sefa. You notice that there's a discrepancy between the first and second half of the Mishnah. So that we dealt with yesterday. Um, and the Gemara, and the Gemara gave a couple approaches to that. Viriminhu. So here's what we're going to do now. We're going to start on the top of the Amid base Because it's going to set us up with the Brisa, which I know we saw yesterday. But it's going to help us just see the flow of the Gemara. So, Viriminu, so you're going to follow us, top of Samach Alpha Midbase. Tochnen umafkinen eats ochle shvias ve eats ochle perusem betuma. Avalolo ochle shvias velolo ochle perusem betuma. So, what you can do is that you can actually assist in trina and grinding, and you could be mafkid, and you could deposit your produce by those people who are ochle shvias. Ochle shvias over here. Meaning they're tricky, tricky, tricky to read. But it, what it means is that they eat their shemitah produce uh, while it's while it's aser. Meaning again, they're not observant on the halach of shmira and they're not observant of the halach of beer. Right? That's the way Rashi presents it. So, but in other words, but you want to t- deposit your produce by them, you could do that. Um, but um, uh, but what you cannot do is that you cannot deposit uh, the um, so um, uh, you cannot deposit uh, the, that produce which is which is tummy. Now, in that brisa, what comes out over there is that um, so that you're not allowed to assist. Uh, you're not allowed to assist. And in the Mishnah, it said you are allowed to assist. I'm Rabbi Daraisa. So now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to be miyashiv. In our Mishnah, so we said that basic assistance is okay. And in the Brisa that we just cited, basic assistance is not okay. So Abai's response is, is that no. In that Brisa that we just learned together, where you're not allowed to assist, that's, that's, that's mamish tuma. In other words, it's tuma da raisa. So, uh, in other words, it's tr- it's truma tameya. Truma tameya is, in other words, to be matami truma is an isr da raisa. And so therefore, you cannot assist because now you're aiding and abetting them to be eating not just, not just chulim betuma, but, but truma betuma. So, so the Gemara says, okay, so now assisting is out of the question because you're Messiah. And you're being Messiah and Nisr Daraisa. And that you can't do. The Gemara says, what about mafkinin? What about depositing it by them? And in other words, I'm going away. Could you, could you watch it for me? Now, they're not observant, which means, Aren't they going to go ahead and manipulate and touch and, and, and maybe even, even, uh, switch out, swap out that which you gave them with other, with other produce? And if it's their produce, obviously it is, it is unacceptable. So, so meanwhile, one is allowed to be mafke truma, uh, by your, by your neighbor who's an amaritz, but not by your neighbor Cohen who's an amaritz because your neighbor Cohen is an Amaritz, Libo Gaspa. In other words, he's a Cohen and he feels comfortable with Truma. And even though you tell him, hey, it's Truma, but he's a Cohen and he's, and he's not going to care. So I'm Rabbi Elai Hacham. 
So the Gemara says, well, okay, uh, maybe in the previous Brisa, we're talking about where you secured the truma that you deposited. How did you secure it? You put it in an earthenware jug, you put a, you, you sealed the lid on top of it, you put a, you write, you, and, and, and as a result of that, now it becomes impervious to Tama. The Gemara says, it's not impervious to Tama. So the Gemara says, if his wife is a Nida, and she, even if she picks it up, in a sealed earthenware container, it's going to become tummy. This is what's called Thomas Hasset. And, and I'll say it quickly, too quickly. But in other words, when you have Toma Hayotse Megufo, like a Nida, and you're a Masit, and you pick up something, it's Ki'ilu, you touch that, uh, the item inside. Okay? I, I know I went through that way too quickly, but if you understood, fine. If not, we're, we're going to say it again. Not today, but... We'll, we'll talk more about that in the future. So anyway, so so even putting it in an earthenware jug, uh, earthenware jug and even sealing it is not making impervious to tuma. El kan kan So the Gemara says, I'll tell you the distinction. The distinction is going to be uh, whether or not it came into contact with liquid. In other words, if it comes into contact with liquid and it's mukshalakabal tuma, as a result of that, now it's susceptible to tuma that you can't deposit. By your neighbor, Ama Aretz. But if you, if, if, it, if it didn't come into contact with liquid, so then it's fine. Cause now, it's not susceptible to Tumma, and therefore it'd be fine. Or remember the Gemara says, okay, and I'm bothered by another Brysa. So again, what, what we're seeing over here is the delicate balance of, you know, what interactions I can have with my neighbors who are not observant, and, and, and the delicate balance of what I can and what I cannot do. And again, a lot of ukimtas, a lot of, uh, and right, the Bryces are not in agreement with one another. And what we're really trying to do is we're trying to align the Bryces with one another. And, and, and we're not yet done. So, so here in this Brysa, you're bringing over Chitim to your Tochen Kusi or Tochen Amaretz, right? Professional grinders. And it happens to be that the best grinder in town, I don't know about the best, but the grinder in town happens to either be a Kusi or an Ama Aretz. So, um, so uh, we're not worried that he's going to be swapping it out for uh, for Perishvius. Uh So in other words, that what you give him is that what you get back. So, uh, so, uh, but, but obviously, what you can't do is you can't get it collected back and assume that it's still in a state of Tahara. In other words, you have to assume it. it's Tameh as it comes back to you. So hi my room ya lavo kimna bebershlo hukshru so so udikarila my karila so the commerce says wait one second that that price that price shouldn't bother us at all meaning i i give my produce to a kusi or amaris to grind it it's going to come back to me i have to assume it's in the state of tama yeah of course of course meaning we already made a distinction between peros which are mukshar and peros that are not mukshar so if it's not mukshar la kabotoma so it's not susceptible and that would be fine the price that we just learned together is talking about Paris, and therefore it's susceptible to becoming Tameh. And so when I give it to him to grind, of course I have to assume that he touched it and it becomes Tameh. In other words, and, and the Gemara is even bothered, meaning already once we have that distinction already in hand, why did you even ask that Brisa? So the Gemara says, you're right. In other words, the, the, our, our distinction, we, we knew already. But we really, this was a setup for another question. Next question. So the Gemara says, now, what, what comes out is that when you hand produce over to your, your local grinder, and he grinds it, so we're not worried that he's going to swap it out with something else. Now, him touching it and making a tame, that's an obvious concern. But for him to swap it out with others, with other grains, we're not worried about that. The Gemara says, okay, I'm going to show you a couple of rices where we are worried about that. So, no saying, lechamoso, maiser eshu no la, and the eshu who no tol haimenu mimnei shechashudam shemachlefes u hamizkakel. So, let's say what you do is that you hand something to your mother-in-law. And it happens to be your mother-in-law is an amara, she's not observant. Okay, so again, by the way, now it gets even more delicate. You're not just talking about your neighbor, you're talking about your mother-in-law, who happens not to be observant. And so what do you do? So when you hand her produce, so you take off Trumas and Mises before giving it to her, and when she gives it back to you, 
So, uh, right, you gave it to her to, to grind or whatever. It doesn't matter. In other words, and when she gives it back to you, so you have to take off Shumas and Maisos again. Right? Nachamol. Nachamol is a Yiddish word. It means, uh, it's, uh, I, I know maybe, maybe about 10 words in Yiddish. It means again. So the, um, <laughs> oh, so the point of doing that is because we're worried that your mother-in-law is going to swap it out with other produce. Produce, uh, produce, produce in her home. She didn't take off Shumas and Maisos, right, of, of her own produce, and she swapped it out. In other words, exactly. So, as the as the original owner, so you have to take off Shumas and Maisos before you give it to her, and then when when you when she gives it back to you, you have to do it again for concern that she was machlif that she swapped out. Now the Gemara says, um, so, yeah. In other words, right. If you if you know anyway, right, right, right. And, and Ben's asking effectively the same question, meaning if you're going to do it anyway when you get it back. So I guess I guess you don't want to be machshal her in the event that she wants to taste it. Okay, I, I, my, the question is better than my answer. Anyway, but but good. So so but the point the Gemara is making is that we're obviously worried about about being machlif. So uh, so and your mother-in-law is going to swap it out. And so you told me that we're not worried about swapping it out. And we, meanwhile, meanwhile, by the shvigar. Uh, by the way, that's my second Yiddish word of the day. Um, <laughs> am I am I not impressive? So the uh, so meanwhile she's going to swap it out. So the Gemara says, "Hasam kedik tiny time am Rabbi Yehuda." So Rotsa he b'sakanas bito ubusha mechasna. So the Gemara says, "Okay, but that, that that case over there that's a, that's a specific scenario. Obviously, we're talking about the mother-in-law. So uh, so by the shvigar, what does she want to do? She wants to impress. In other words, uh, who's who's this man married to? My daughter." And, and what happens? He gives me grain and I'm looking at it and, and, and look, it's not the best quality. And, and what am I going to do? In other words, and he asked me to whatever. He asked me to grind it or whatever the case is. But I'm not going to give him the same thing back. In other words, it's, it's, it's my daughter. I want my daughter to look good. I'm going to swap it out simply because of the, the, the family dynamics over here. And I don't want my, I don't want my family to be embarrassed when meanwhile I return it to him and, and he looks at it and is like, what, what, what did she do? Meaning, what kind of quality it is? Is it? <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, it's the same grain that he gave to her. But again, that the the, the the gemara over here is obviously sensitive to the human condition, and and she's going to want to sw- swap it out for the best of considerations. But again, she's an amaritz, so when she swaps it out, she's swapping it out for peros that are not mesukan. But in other words, generally speaking, we're not worried about hachlafa. But in this particular scenario, we are. So ulama lo The gemara says, okay. Let's do this again. Meaning, uh, the Gemara is going to quote another Brisa, and in this Brisa, we're worried about Hachlafa. So, uh, So, the innkeeper, the, the, the Pundakis, so, uh, we, we, we give her to watch. We are Mafish before we give it to her, and then when we get it back from her, so again, we're, we're Mafish because of Hachlafa. And over here, the Brisa says it. So how can you tell me, in other words, two braces ago, so how can you tell me we're not worried about Achlafa and over here? Obviously we are. And this is not the case of the mother-in-law. So the Gemara says, okay, I know, but still, over here, she's not just an innkeeper, she's not just a pundakis, but who is she hosting? So she's hosting Tamid Chachamim. So she's hosting Tamid Chachamim. So there, once again, there is a human consideration. In other words, right? Uh, I, I shouldn't be eating chamima, uh, fresh bread, and and they're going to be eating karira. They're going to be eating old stale bread. That's not right. In other words, that's hamida chachamim, right? She has a. It's so interesting, by the way. She's an amaritz, but at the same time, she has sensitivities and considerations towards those who are committing themselves to learning Torah. Okay, it, right? It's 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 so human, uh, right? I, it's just. Right, it's just whatever. Just to take a moment to appreciate, like, you know, how 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 real all this is. Right, she herself is not observant, but she knows, she understands. These people are learning Torah. So, so over here, once again, the Gemara is saying that I could tell you that this case is not a generic case. This case also deals with with human emotions, and 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 she wants to impress the, these young men. Okay. So here we are now up to Brysa number three. In other words, we're saying that generally when I deposit something by somebody, there is no hachlafa. And meanwhile, we just cited two Brysas that there was hachlafa. But again, in both of those Brysas, the Gemara answered. 
And Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Amr Afizman Shitamea, Lotitchom Mibnesha Chaverta, No Senes Lava Ochelas. So, um, can the Ashes Chaver go over to her neighbor's house and can they grind together? So the, uh, the Brysa says it depends. Talui. Uh, the Brysa says that as long as she is Tamea, she meaning the Ashes Chaver. So if, if she is Tamea, like in other words, let's say simply, she's currently a Nida right now. So she can go over to her neighbor's house and who is an Amaritz and she can grind together with her. And and why? So oddly enough, because right now they're on the same footing with one another. Right? It's a little bit strange, but it makes perfect sense. Meaning, right now in her state of Tumma, she's not going to eat anything that, that that she prepares, which I know is strange, by the way, but in other words, as long as the two of them are together, so they're both Tamea. Now the Amaritz is Tamea simply because she's not observant. And so she's not careful about Tamatara. And the Aisha's Chaver right now is currently Tamea, but, you know, because she's an Ida. Yeah. But in other words, the Aisha's Chaver now is not going to eat anything right now. So her neighbor invites her over and says, would you, would you help me grind? So the Aisha's Chaver could, could be like, sure, no problem. Okay. Uh, however, Bismanchi Itara, so then no. Because Bismanchi Itara, what's going to happen? She's going to go over next door. They're going to grind together. And after grinding, you know, they'll cook a little bit together. And the Aisha's Chaver may come to eat food, which is Tamea. Okay. And, and I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking out loud. And, and you don't think the neighbor's going to figure out? You know, sometimes she says yes and sometimes she says no. You know, why, why, why would that be? Okay, anyway. So, and, and that's according to the Tanakama. So Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, I'm sorry, Rabbi Shimon Melazar says no. Even when she's Tamea, so it's going to be a concern because uh, what the Aisha's Amarts may end up doing is taking a little bit from her husband, and in a moment, by the way, I'm going to use a stronger word, taking a little bit from her husband, stealing a little bit from her husband, okay, I know that's a little bit of a harsh, uh, 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 of a harsh labeling, so, uh, and, uh, and, and, and give it to the Eishetz Chaver. So, hashta mignav gnava chilufe lo mechlefe, so the Gemara says, now, if we're worried about the Eishas Ama'aretz, who's going to be stealing from her husband, so you don't think we're worried about Hachlafa? Okay, so, uh, so, Amra of Yosef Hasanami, Mari of Amra, Turmidishikach. So the Gemara says, okay, again, uh, that case is different, because over there she's stealing from her husband. She's Moria Heter. In other words, over there it's so easy to rationalize. Meaning, and, and, and again, I know the language of the Gemara is a little bit strong and a little bit harsh, but basically, in other words, you know when the ox goes in and, 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 and threshes in the threshing floor, so you're not allowed to muzzle the ox, right? Lo sachsam shor bedisho. So, and basically she's saying that I'm no different. Okay, I, I, I know it's a little bit harsh, but, but the point is, is that just like when some, when you have the animal working, so you can't, you can't muzzle the animal and you have to allow the muzzle to eat, the, I'm sorry, the animal to eat. So hagam, when you have the, 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 the aceous ama'aritz in living in the house, and what, it's my husband? You, you know what I do in this house? Do you know how much I work in this house? Meaning, Magiali, I'm, I'm entitled. Okay. So over there, there's an easy way for her to be more heter. So that case is different as well. Okay. So, it sounds funny. So can I deposit my produce by, by an Amaretz and ask him just to ask him or her just simply to watch it and not be worried that they're going to swap it out with, with their own? And and and, the, and and their own is obviously not not mesukan. In other words, they didn't take off trumas and rishos, and 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 probably in the state of tuma, more than probably. And and we're not worried about achlafa. So we start off with the answer being no. We're not worried about achlafa. And meanwhile, one, two, three braces that we just cited, where we were worried about achlafa. But to each one of the braces, the gemara says that's that's a unique scenario. In other words, we we really didn't move from our default position. We're not worried about Achlafa. That's the default. And meanwhile, three prices, but three unique circumstances. Okay. Hey, Rav Yossi, Ben Amishul, Mishum, Rav Yochanan, Achiv. Okay, so we are in Samach Beiz Amad Aleph, otherwise known as today's Daf. And we're three lines down. And we're continuing. So Rav Yossi, Ben Amishul, gives the following testimony. Hey, Yid. Shamar Mishum, Rav Yossi, Ben Chisma. So Enos in Chalas Ama Aretz Bitara. So the um, 
the aval osen isas chulin v'tahara v'notel haymenu kedechalo menicha bekfisho abanucha ukeshaba amaritzlito notel eshtem veina choshesh. So over here, the following heter that's given. So, um, so I have now. Um, I have now. I'm 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 a neater, a neater with a K, right? Uh, and uh, when I, what what happens over here? So is that the uh, the chalasama arts? In other words, the ama arts goes ahead and gives me produce, asking me to knead it, and uh, the uh, and and I can go ahead and knead it in a state of tahara. Um, no. I'm sorry. Ain osim chalas ama arts tahara. Sorry. So if it's the chala of, a, of an ama aritz, so then then I can't do it. In other words, we have to assume that the chala that they came into contact with is in a state of tuma, and therefore I can't do it. Aval osin isas chulin b'tahara. But if it's uh, but if it's chulin, so not chala, so then I can, that, that I can do it in a state of tahara. Now, now obviously when you need the dough, so obviously now there's a mitzvah. Of a fresh chala, so you're going to be marfish chala. You're going to put it in some sort of basket. And now, when the amarts comes over and picks it up from you, so now what you can do is that you can say here. So here's the chulin. Now, because I needed it, so I needed. Okay, if you, I hope I hope everyone's fine. Right, I hope everyone sees the words as I'm saying them. So right, so when I needed it, so I needed to take off chala, so I did. And, and, and the chal, I put in another basket and I gave it to you. Okay. And that you're allowed to do. Ve'in osin And now we're going to do the same thing with zayas, with olives. So, ain't osin chuma zayas v'tahara, ava osin zayas v'chulim v'tahara, v'nota lehemena k'day chuma menicha b'kelv shel chaver, u'kshabam arzlito noto shtayim v'ena choshesh. Everything we said regarding the dough is also going to be true regarding the olives as well. Now, by olives, obviously, there's no mitzvah for fresh chala by olives. But there is a mitzvah of truma. So in other words, when, when she gave you the olives, and what are you doing? <coughs> Sorry. You're pressing on the olives, right? You're the, you're the presser. <laughs> you're the official presser of the town. So the, uh, so when she gives it to you, so again, if she gave you chulin, that's great. So you'll do the pressing, but obviously before you do the pressing, you're going to be mafish, trumas and, trumas and maestros. So and again, you, you hand everything to her, to, to her back, right? This is the non-trumas and maestros. That's about 80%. And the other, the Trumas and so is 20%. So I, I was mafrish and I put it in another container and here's both. And that you're allowed to do. Now, the time am I? So, um, so the Gemara says now, uh, so interesting, meaning that this is obviously a heter. Now this heter is affording who the opportunity, the, 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 the needer and the presser. In other words, it's a heter for them so that they can work and they can earn a living. Even though, right, it, the, when, when I give him back the, the chala, and I give him back the truma samaisra, the amaritz is going to touch it. Right. And it's going to make it tame. Right. So over here, I understood, but in other words, the heter is given for the press, or the heter is given for the needer. And the Gemara says exactly this point. So over here, in other words, we want people to have a parnasa. And even though, yes, over here, there is a consideration, but the, uh, but there's, there's pressure. In other words, you want people in the community to have a parnasa. So I know that when I hand it back to them, I know they're going to ruin it, but okay. But in other words, but I did everything correctly, right? You get, you gave me dough to need. You gave me olives to press. I'm going to need. I'm going to press. I'll do the hafrasha. I'm going to give it back to you. I, I know from that point going forward, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a lost cause. You're going to be metame the chala. You're going to be metame the truma. But in other words, kedei chayev, we allow it. It's not okay. In other words, yeah. In other words, it, it is problematic. But the chachamim were matir. and the gemara says now, as far as we learned the same halacha two times over. So why do I need both? So the Gemara says, look, when it comes to the neither, so it, 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 they're not making a lot. In other words, the kneading is not such a skill, and so it doesn't command a high, a high wage. And so when it comes to the neither, so loan off So, so therefore, what do you want to do now? You want, you want to, 
you, you want to take away the customer base, right? Uh, right. I can only cater to to Chaverim and I can't cater to Amei Haaretz. I'm not making a lot to begin with. But when it comes to the Badad, when it comes to the presser of olives, so that, that's the higher wages. So over here, so I might have thought that maybe for the Badad, we're not going to give the heter. And maybe for the Badad, who, who's, who's, a, who's a chaver, we're going to tell him or her, you need to be selective about who your customers are. And I can also argue in the other direction as well. When it comes to olive pressing, so that's seasonal work, right? You're not olive pressing the whole year. Like I say this so comfortably, like I, as if I knew. But the Gemara says it. So obviously, I'm just, you know, I'm echoing the Gemara. So the, uh, so it's seasonal. So over there, when it's seasonal work, so what, you don't want to take away seasonal work, right? They only have a small window during the year in which they're going to be pressing. And now, and now, and now what? You're going to limit the number of customers during that season? No. But when it comes to kneading, kneading is year round, right? Uh, you're making, you're making bread every Shabbos, at least. So it's year round work. So I might have thought that we're, we're not going to give such a heter to the, to the, to the, to the Megabel, to the kneader. Okay. So the Gemara says, okay, let's just finish up now the Braisa. The Braisa said, what do I do? As a kneader, so I'm mafish chal, I put in another container and I give it back to them. So the Gemara says, okay, aren't we worried that, that she's going to touch it? So the Gemara says, no. We're not worried that we're going to touch it because here's what we're going to tell them. Don't touch the challah. Because if you touch the challah, it's going to become tevel once again. Okay. Now, honestly, because that's what we try to do over here in the daf. We try to say the emes. So, uh, so honestly, uh, right, you threaten them by telling them that if you touch the challah, it's going to become tevel all over again. Is that true? Okay, so, in other words, it could be just simply that the Gemara over here is proposing that we threaten them, but it's not true. But that's strange. In other words, generally speaking, when you threaten somebody about halacha, so what you do have to say is you have to say what actually is going to happen. In other words, what, what are you doing? You're fabricating, you're making up a story regarding here's what's going to happen if you touch it. And meanwhile, that's not the halacha. So generally speaking, you cannot misrepresent halacha. And you don't have to say generally. How about I say it stronger? You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to misrepresent the halacha. So exactly how the Gemara works over here, so my best guess is is that in the footnote he's probably gonna I I I I didn't see I didn't see but right the uh, but but probably he's gonna raise that issue of of how could you make such a threat okay but anyway let's just leave the gemara as it is you threaten them so the gemara says uh, so the gemara says okay but may, maybe they don't care so the gemara says so so the gemara says no they they, they care. In other words, if they're coming to you and they're asking you to need and, 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 to, and to take off Shumas and Chala, so they obviously have some regard, some concern to the Chala. So the Gemara says, okay. So in the Brisa, when it comes to the Zaysim, so what you're going to do is you're going to put in the Kli. And once again, aren't we worried that they're going to touch it? So Bishlamahasam, so when it comes to the khala, it's like a kera. So the um so at, at least there it is somewhat re- recognizable and they're not gonna touch it, but hacha my hakera islay. But as far as the as far as the uh as the uh the olive oil that was that you were mafish or chumas, so what hecker is there? So the Gamar says the manakle bikligalalamu kliavanim bikliadama. So the Gemara says, because what you're going to do is you're going to put in a specific type of kli. What kind of kli? A kli is not makabal tamah, right? Does such a thing exist? The answer, of course, is yes. Such a thing exists. Uh, if you, the kli is not manufactured, but rather it is an it is an absolutely natural object. The Gemara here gives three examples. Kli galalim, kli avanim, or kli adama. In other words, it's not earthenware, right, where you actually produced it. But you actually, it's, a, it's made out of rock, uh, it's made out of earth, right? But in other words, just simply clods of earth clumped together. Or it's made out of galalim. Now this, I know, is going to sound strange, but earthenware that's made out of excrement. Okay. That's, that is strange. But anyway, but the point, of course, is, is that it's impervious to Tumah. 
So I feel So the Gemara says, well, if I'm putting in Kalim that are not Mekabal Tumah, why does it have to be the Kli of a Chavir? It could be the Kli of an Amaretz. If it's not Mekabal Tumah, it doesn't matter who the owner is. So the Gemara says, yeah, but that's that's what the Brisa meant. We just didn't understand that. So that's exactly what the Brisa meant. Okay. So here we are now, next station, next topic. So again, Darche Shalom. So what am I allowed to do for Darche Shalom? So we just finished a long discussion. Yesterday, today, we just finished a very long discussion regarding uh, what what can I do in terms of helping my, my, my Amaret's neighbor? Can I deposit something by them? Uh, do I have to worry about their Hafrashatramas and Maisos? Do I have to worry about Tamatahara? So we just finished a lengthy discussion in the Gemara. So you can help them up, but up to a point. And we we really tried tried to wrap our hand head around what exactly that point is. We continue now in the Gemara. Next comment of the Mishnah: More darchi shalom, machzik in yedei uvdi kochavim b'shvius. So uh, let's say you have a, a a guy owning land in Eretz Yisrael and they're working the land. So machzikin. Now, what does that mean? Okay, literally, strengthen them, help them. So the Gemara says, I need to understand that. So here, a memra in the name of Rav, number one, you're not allowed to help them work the land. Oder, meaning to hold the land with them. And in Kofun, what you can't do is you can't repeat Shalom to them. Don't give them a Shalom Alechem two times. We'll, we'll, we'll come back and explain the second point in just a moment. So let's trick the memory lu achzuke behama kiadarav Yehuda amrlu achzuke rosheshes amrlu ashrata. When the Mishnah says machzikin by a guy who is working, uh, who is working uh, the land on shmita, machzikin does not mean physically help them. That you're not allowed to do, and that's the memory of Rav. What you are allowed to do is you're allowed to give him a yeshikoyach, right? Aside from saying good morning to them, right? Davar pashut. That's called being human. But aside from saying good morning to them, but what you could also say is, right, uh, hope, your, uh, hope your day goes, wor- goes well, right, uh, give them a, a yeshakoach, right, uh, what's it called? I see, I see you're working hard, right? In other words, that, that, that's the machzikin that you're allowed to do. And koflin shalom rav shlama. Rav shlama lamar. Okay, so, the Mishnah says that you can't give them a shalom alechem two times over to, to, to ovde kochavim. So the Gemara, the Gemara tells a couple of ma'isim. Number one, Rav Chista. Rav Chista wouldn't wait for the guy to say hello. He would always make sure to say hello first. Rav Lamar. So and Rav Ghana would go even one step further, and he would say Shlama Lamar, meaning using the word Shalom, which right, is a little bit more on the edge, because Shalom is one of the Shemos Hashem. It's not. It's not one of the. It's a Kinui. In other words, it's not one of the Shemos. You know. It's not one of the shamas with Kedusha, but still, in other words, to say Shalom and, and to say it to a guy, it's a little more edgy, but Rav Kahana would do that. In other words, as part of the Darche Shalom and making sure that we all uh, get along even better. So that would, that's what Rav Kahana would do. So the Gemara says, okay, so Machzikin. So Machzikin is like real encouragement, words of encouragement. So you can give them words of encouragement even if they're owning land in Eretz Yisrael and working the land, but you can give them words of encouragement. So now the Mishnah says, and also you could say Shalom Aleichem. But the Gemara says, once I can be machzik, so Shalom Aleichem isn't that obvious? So the Gemara says, Amar Rav Yebel, Anitzucha Ela Liyom Eidam. Ditanyi lo yikane saadam laveso shalve kocham miyom Eidam, vitein lo shalom. However, matzah b'shuk, no sein lo, b'safar rafa v'kovid rosh. So over here, the Gemara says, Yom Eidam. What, what, what is Yom Eidam? They're holidays. In other words, so they had the religious holidays, and on the religious holidays, they were they were really religious. Okay, I know that sounds funny, uh, right? Uh, you went through Avodah Zarah, you went through the beginning of Avodah Zarah. So over there, all those all those first sugyas in Avodah Zarah are de- dealing exactly with this problem: is that on their Yom Edam, on their religious holidays, so they're even more religious. Anything you do to them that's good, so they're going to thank their God. So over here, be Yom Edam. So the chiddush of the Mishnah is. You could still wish them, you could still greet them on their Yom Eidam. Now, granted, the, the, the Bryce says, don't go into their house, be Yom Eidam, and don't, you know, don't be proactive on Yom Eidam, which, by the way, it, it means that if it's not Yom Eidam, you can be proactive. 
But in other words, on Yom Edom, don't be proactive, but you pass them in the street, be Yom Edom. So, so, so wish them a Shalom Aleichem. In other words, for the purposes of Darche Shalom and, you know, and being a mensch. So you could do that. That, that you're allowed to do. And that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. Uh, Rav Hun Rav Chista, Havu Yasve Chaleva Azo Geniva. Okay, so, uh, the Gemara now finishes up our parak with one more story. And now, I think this is number three. How many times did Geneva come up in our Masechta? So I think this is the third time. Okay, who is Geneva? Okay, so a really interesting individual, right? Tamachacham, and, and perhaps a thief as well. Okay, and, and kind of built into the name. In other words, the name is Geneva. Geneva, obviously, same word as Ganev. So, uh, okay, a really interesting personality. And uh, three times he already came up in our Masechta. So Rav Hun and Rav Chista and the Gemara over here already shared with us some of this episode earlier in the Masechta. Okay, so, um, so Rav Hun and Rav Chista now see that, see that they're going to, they're about to interact with Geneva. So, so one of them said, so let's give him a Aleichem because, and let's stand in front of him because he's a Tamachacham. So Nikum, and the other one said he's cantankerous, uh, right? He's a bar, he's a he's a bar machlokus. I don't I don't think we should stand for him. So So now Geneva comes. So now Now whether they did or did not stand for him, we don't know. In other words, we know that they argued the issue, but we don't know whether they did or did not. However, here's the, here's the part of the story that Gemara does tell us. And that is, is that he extended Shalom Aleichem to them, to Rav Hun and Rav Chista, and not only did he give him a Shalom Aleichem, he doubled it. And not only that, he said, Shalom Aleichem Aleichu Malche. Right? In other words, he, he, Geneva, gave them the utmost respect. He called them Malachim, kings. So Am Rulais, Rav Hun and Rav Chista were impressed. Menalach the Rabban and Nikra Malachim, Am Rulu Dixiv, Bi Malachim Imlochum. So they asked the question, how do you know the Tamid HaChachamim? It's in fact appropriate to call them kings. So the Gemara, so he quoted, so he, Geneva, quoted a Pesach and Mishle. And how do you know, this is again, Rav Huna Rav Chista, kind of like testing Geneva. And how do you know that you're supposed to be doubling the Shalom Aleichem? So I'm a Lord, I'm a Rav Yud, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rosh Hashalishim, and then if you read Vaiter in the pasuk, it says Lecha David Vimcha Ben Yishai Shalom Shalom Lecha V'Shalom LaOzrecha. Okay, so Shalom Shalom it says it twice to David Amelach. So when you see a king, so you say Shalom and you actually repeat it twice. Am Relay Litamar Midi. So they say to Geneva. So do you want to eat something? Am Relahu. So he says no. Achim Rav Yehuda Merav. After asking him, do you want to eat something? He said, no, I didn't feed my animals yet. And the halach is, first you have to feed your animals. And then afterwards, and only afterwards, are you yourself allowed to eat? Okay. Certainly interested, by the way, but I don't know. Uh, right, that last, that last back and forth between Rav Hun and Rav Chist and Geneva. In other words, why, why did the Gemara bring that in? Uh, maybe, maybe to demonstrate, maybe, I'm just suggesting, maybe to demonstrate that he is a bar machlokas, meaning, right, they, they just simply made an offering of, hey, you write, you want, you want, you want a bite? And he's like, nope, Allah won't allow me to do so. In other words, I, I, I don't hear the tone in the Gemara, but just based on the setup, in other words, I'm suggesting that maybe it just showed that, you know, he, he was not, he was a difficult personality. Anyway, maybe. That is the end of the fifth parak of the Masechta, which now allows us to begin the new parak. And let's do so. Okay, well, we return back to Gittin. Okay, uh, we left Gittin for a while. Okay, the fourth and fifth parak, the beginning of the fourth parak was still holding in Gittin, uh, but a lot of the fourth parak and all of the fifth parak, so uh, we got a little bit of a detour, a long detour. Uh, in the fourth and fifth parak of the Masechta in Gittin, so we talked about various takanas that were made to Ganolam, and we also were treated for the last couple of days, Samach and Samach Aleph and Samach Beis, uh, to issues of Darche Shalom. Okay? And now, we're, the, all that's in the rearview mirror. And now we continue with our regular schedule, which is Gittin. We're going to learn the halachas of Gittin. 
And specifically here in the sixth paragraph of the Mesechta, we're going to talk about Shlichus. Okay, it is a topic that we we opened up the Mesechta with. But over here in the sixth paragraph, we're going to go over, over Yesod, a basic Yesod, and that is the difference between a Shlich Lekabal and Shlich Lolacha. Let's speak this out first, and then we're going to see all this in the Mishnah. It's, it's really simple. The husband appoints a shliach, that's a shliach la'olacha. The wife appoints a shliach, that's a shliach la'kabbalah. So we know, so when I make a shliach, so that's my agent. In other words, that's, uh, that's my proxy. And so therefore, whatever I can do, the shliach can do. So what can the husband do? Deliver the get. What can the wife do? Receive the get. And so, when the husband appoints a shliach, that's his shliach, and that means that the shliach can only be the deliverer of the get. When the husband gives the get over to his shliach, he has not yet transferred the get. And he can't transfer the get. The shliach must then obviously go over there and hand over the get. Then only, only get, then the get is a given document. Right? And, 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 and you can't give the get to the shliach on behalf of the wife. Why? Because ain't chavan la adam shalabifanav. In other words, the get, even though it's going to free her, and it's good, but it's also bad. We, we discussed this earlier. In other words, as a married woman, she was, she is entitled to continuous financial support. And with her get, although she's extricated herself from the marriage, and it could very well be that she's been wishing this for this for a while, and, and all that's true, but at the same time, however, she will be now with no support whatsoever. So it's not, it's, no, it's, no. It's good and it's bad. It's both. And yeah, ain't, too, the, 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 that part's true, but the, that's a one-time payment. She's no longer going to be receiving support. So the, uh, right, the, uh, anyway, so it's, uh, so it's good and it's bad. And ain chavan adam shalabifanav. So therefore the shlich laholacha is just that. He's a shlich laholacha and nothing more than that. Okay? And on the flip side, when the woman appoints the shliach to be mekabel the get, so the moment the get gets into the hands of the shliach, the shliach is her extension, and so therefore she is now a divorced woman. Okay, so there's an there's a fundamental difference between a shliach laolacha and a shliach lekabbalah. Good. So I I now set it up, and we're going to see all this in the mishnah. That's that's our mishnah, the opening mishnah of the sixth parak of the mesechta. The same person. No. Same, same person, same person cannot be both. Okay, um, we'll see in just a moment about reassignment of the shliach. Okay, that's a, uh, the, the mission itself is going to do it, but to, to be serving as both. So, no. So, Omer is Kaba Gezelishi, Oholach Gezelishi. So, Imras Alach So, if a man says to the shliach, his Kaba Gezelishi. So I want you to accept this gift. Now, now the language of Iskabal, admittedly right. It's a strange language, but that's exactly the point of the Mishnah. That despite the fact that the language is a little bit strange, there's only one way to inter- interpret it. Why? Because the husband's appointing. And if the husband's appointing, it can only, it can only be Ishlech Lolacha. So Iskabal get Leishti, or alternatively, Holach get Leishti, so Imraxer, Laxer, Yaxer. So the get has not yet arrived to his wife, of course, because he's a Ishlech Lolacha. If at any point in time now, while the get is in the hands of the shliach laholacha, the husband can rescind, he can retract. So, if let's say the wife appointed a shliach, once the get gets into the hands of the shliach, she can no longer retract because now she's a divorced woman. If let's say, the husband says to the shliach, Let's say the shliach, which she appointed, goes over to the husband and says, here, here I'm ready to, to accept the get on her, on her behalf. And the husband says to the shliach, No. No. I don't want you to be her shliach. What I am ready to do, however, is I'm ready to, to appoint you as my shliach. So he can reassign. That's allowed. And if he in fact reassigns, so now, and, and, and obviously the shlech accepts the reassignment, shlech doesn't have to, but as long as the shlech accepts the reassignment, so the shlech now can move from being a shlech le Kabbalah to a shlech le which... That, that would be a no, in other words, he just, no, he just, 
In other words, he, no, he doesn't. The shliach, the shliach, him or herself doesn't have to accept the reassignment. The shliach can just simply say no. In other words, but then, but but then, right? But 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 then, in a, the, the whole process then won't start. Okay. In other words, it's going to be it, that's going to be an executive executive decision that needs to be made. But it is a decision. How could he reassign the agent without the, the wife's consent? It's she, she could the, the, her, her shilia, yeah. so, so he's re, re, reassigning her without her consent. Again, what, what I'm asserting is that he, the, the shlech himself does not have to accept the reassignment. The shlech is just simply say no. But even, even if he does accept, without so, the wife's consent, how could he do that? Well, the, the, keep in mind, the wife is accepting the get bakarcha. So in other words, so she, we don't need her consent for the acceptance of get. But that, that, doesn't, that doesn't address the issue of as designation of the shliach. Okay, fine. So in other words, so so what we're learning together is that when he comes as her shliach and, and he was appointed, so the husband's just simply saying, I'm not I, I'm not agreeing to those terms. I, I know all this is harsh, but the husband's saying, I'm not agreeing to those terms. So now, if you want to, if you want to withdraw from being her shliach and become my shliach, that I'll accept. And, and, and why not? Meaning what, 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 what 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 what, what? There's, a, there's a middle stop in, in along the way where the shliach himself declines to be shliach. Okay, so I, again, he could for sure decline. He could decline all of it. In other words, he could basically say to the husband, "No, I I refuse your offer, and you don't want to give me a get as as her shliach. Fine." Well, it's, it's no different than when a, sh- when a husband gives it to the wife into her hand. Right. Oh, in a moment, in a moment, good. The Gemara is going to bring the Gemara is going to the Gemara is going to bring that up. Okay, fine. Anyway, the the point is is that the, as long as the shleich is open to the idea, so the shleich can be reassigned. And once the shleich is reassigned, so what the Mishnah is teaching us now is that the shleich is the shleich laolacha. And if the husband now wants to retract, yachzor. Okay, he can. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Amir Afa Amir Toligiti Imratzalachzor Lo Yachzor. So the um, there is another type of shliach lekabbalah. A woman says to a to her shliach, "Tol ligiti," even though she didn't use the word his kabel. So In other words, according to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, the word "tol" is synonymous with the word his kabel, and therefore, and therefore, once the shliach receives the get, she's a divorced woman. Okay, the Chiddush of Rosh Gamliel is in the word Tol, which he believes he's of the position that Tol is equivalent to his Kabel. Okay, a couple of discussions uh, we're going to start off, open up here in the sixth parak. Amalei Ravach Abreder of Avyel Ravashi. Time to Hashem Visi Yishlech LeKabala. Hashem Visi Yishlech LeKabala. Rasa Lachzor Lo Yachzor. So Shmamina Holach is Chidami. Okay, now. Uh, we're making a critical read in the Mishnah, otherwise known as a diuk. The diuk in the Mishnah is so. The um, the um, we're talking uh, uh, the Mishnah scenario in the Mishnah's case of oholech get ishti, right? In other words, the word holech literally means it's it's hard to put that into English, right? Deliver. Okay, let's let's. I'm going to use the English word deliver. I don't love it, but. I gotta say something. So holech gets eliishti. So the Mishnah says emratz alachzor yachzor. Okay. Now, the reason why that works, says the Mishnah, says says the Amorayim, is the lo shivisi ishlech lekabala, is because she didn't reassign. Ha shivisi ishlech lekabala emratz alachzor lo yachzor. So, um, so, but if she reassigned, so then, uh, so then emratz alachzor lo yachzor. So holech is kizchi. So, if you say the word holech, what does the word holech mean? So, presumably what the Gemara wants to argue is that holech means zichi. That saying the word holech is tantamount, so the, um, so, uh, the tantamount to saying, I want you to acquire it on her behalf. Yeah, so, th- huh? So, then how can you take it back? Oh, exactly, exactly. So, the Gemara says, lo, lo olam so the Gemara, the Gemara says, no. That's not the way to understand the word holich. And the reason why the Mishnah uh, wants to make the point is because of the word hiskabel. 
The, the, the proper deal to make in the Mishnah is the first word of the Mishnah. Or I should, uh, just to correct myself, the second word of the Mishnah. Right? I already, I, I foreshadowed. Right? When I read the Mishnah, I said, Homer, his kabel get. That's really strange. I want you to be Miss Kabel for the woman. Now again, from the husband's perspective, the only thing he could do is make a shlech la'olacha. He can't make a shlech kabbalah. So when he says the word his kabel, here's what you could have said. You could have said that the word his kabel really has no, it has no meaning. It really has no basis from the husband, from the husband's perspective. You could have argued that had the husband said his kabel, it's nothing. In other words, he didn't appoint a shlech la'olacha. He can't appoint a shlech kabbalah. So the truth of the matter is, is that it's really nothing. You could have said all that. The point in the Mishnah uh, is really, don't focus on the holech, focus on the hiskabel. And what we'll do is we'll interpret hiskabel. How are we going to interpret it? Hiskabel is like saying hiskabel viholech. That's, that, that's the chiddush of the Mishnah. So now, if the wife said his kabel, so again, she's now appointing a shlech kabbalah, which means that once again gets to her shlech, she can't retract. Good. That, 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 that part's easy. But the Gemara now is asserting that it wouldn't make a difference whether that was going on kabbalah or whether it was going on holacha. And again, the point is, is that once you say holech, it's tantamount to saying zuchi. So low the Gemara says no, akabala. No, the, 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 there's no proof from the Mishnah. That point of the Mishnah is only going on kabbalah. Tashma. Okay. The Gemara now is going to try to do this one more time, where in the Mishnah what happened reassignment. The shliach comes as a shliach kabbalah. A husband says, "I refuse." Meaning, I refuse to give it to you as a shliach lekabbalah, but if you're willing and, and, and you want to, I'll give it to you as a shliach laholacha. Now, again, we're critically reading the Mishnah. The Mishnah reads, "Ef holech." So now, a critical reading of the Mishnah would be, "Efshi, I don't want, but rather holech." And the Gemara is now is medai. Taima da amar efshi halo amar efshi. So the Gemara says, okay. Now, without saying the words the Afshi, and if only the only thing he said was the word Holech, so then what I would say is as follows. What he's doing is, is he's saying, I want, I want to be Mizaka the get for her. Now again, she doesn't, she's not divorced until she receives it, but by virtue of him saying Holech, and if we're right, and Holech is tantamount to Zechi, so basically, what is he doing? He's making this irreversible. The Gemara says, Dilma Behelech. So the Gemara says, okay, maybe the Mishnah is not talking about Holech, but maybe the Mishnah is talking about where he said Helech. Now, I know that's subtle, but nevertheless, it's different. Maybe the Mishnah is talking about a case where he said Helech. Now, Helech, hey, Yud Lamed Chaf. That means I want to... I want to give it to her irreversibly. In other words, I, once I give it to the hands of the shliach, so I'm misalik. In other words, I'm no longer going to be able to, to undo to be chozer. But if he just simply said the word holech, that's not irreversible. So in the first discussion of the Gemara, is that had the husband said the word holech, is that kizichi, which means it's irreversible, or it's lav kizichi? And the Gemara basically went back and forth and the Gemara did not arrive at a conclusion. Okay. Our next discussion, uh, we went long today. For good reason. We're still behind. Okay. Um, Shita. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's save it for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the right, the, if, if I may, just to, just to ruin, <laughs> ruin the next discussion. Not ruin it. But in other words, uh, when, when, when a husband appoints a shleich la'olacha, does it have to be a man or could be a woman? Okay. The answer is it could be a woman. Okay, the Gemara for a moment is gonna, is gonna think that it has to, it can only be a man. And actually for good reason. Because in other words, the husband obviously is male and he's delivering the get, so maybe Yishlich can only be male as well. It, that's not, that's not the halacha. The halacha is, is that it can be a woman as well. We'll, I, I, we'll do it tomorrow. Anyway, and the same thing is true regarding a woman and her shlech. 
a woman in her shliach, her shliach does not have to be a woman. Her shliach could be a man. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Meantime, however, let's quickly recap, let's review. Uh, first half of today's daf, Samach Bezam and Aleph, a continuation of Darche Shalom. Okay, the Darche Shalom regarding uh, my neighbors in Amma Aretz, what can I do in terms of aiding and abetting my Amma Aretz neighbor in terms of helping, depositing items by, by, by them, concerns of Truma, Chala, Shvius, uh, okay, and being Misayeh over Avera. Lots of considerations. And Hachlafa. And maybe they're going to swap out for other things. So a, a really like an assortment of considerations. And honestly, it's hard. Meaning that sugi was a challenging sugi because a lot of considerations and a lot of heterim uh, that are given. And uh, really, uh, chazara. I'm talking to me, I'm talking to everyone. In other words, really, uh, right, if you have opportunities, review, review the Gemara that goes over all the various considerations when it's okay and when it's not okay. okay. That's number one. And number two, Machzikin, uh, giving a shakoach, your next door neighbor guy in Eretz Yisrael. He's working the land during Shemitah. Uh, so what you could do is you can give him a yeshakoach. And for that matter, Goyim in general, give him a yeshakoach, give him a Sheila Shalom, right? Rav Kahana, the um, uh, Rav Kahana, the um, uh, Rav, sorry, uh, Rav Chis, I'm right. Okay, good. Rav Chis or Rav Kahana. So they would make sure that they would say Shalom Aleichem to everybody, Jew and non-Jew alike, even, even preempting, proactive. And uh, finally, uh, the parak ended off with a story regarding Geneva, which is now, I believe, the third time that we saw him in the Masechta. Okay, and then we opened up this morning with the sixth parak of the Masechta, in which Shlech Leholacha, Shlech Kabbalah, obviously fundamentally different. Holacha is an agent of the husband. Kabbalah is an agent of the wife. Okay, uh, the, uh, they are fundamentally different than one another, obviously. And the Mishnah highlighted, uh, can a shleach be reassigned? The answer is yes. Uh, right, uh, he's coming as a shleach with Kabbalah. Husband says nothing doing. All right, uh, the only way I'm going to even deal with you is only as my shleach. A shleach la'olacha, a shleach can be reassigned. Okay, a uh, first discussion in the Gemara. If the husband says holech, is that like zichi? She's not going to acquire the get. But in other words, if he says holech, which if in fact it's tantamount to zuchi, it now becomes irreversible. Is that right? The Gemara discussed. The Gemara did not arrive at a conclusion.